You're listening to the Traffic and Leads Podcast, where we examine what is and isn't working in online marketing. Now, please welcome your host, online marketing expert, One Click Lindsay. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Traffic and Leads Podcast. I am your host, One Click Lindsay. Another great interview for you today. I know if you've been listening to me for the last two and a half years, I say that almost every time, but it's always true. My guests are the very best at what they do, and what they do is help generate traffic and leads for their clients in many, many, many different ways, and that is why you're listening to this awesome podcast. So today's interview is with Miss Melinda Whitstock with Verifeed. And we talk today about creating authentic social content and how you can generate an ROI with social media content. So it's a really cool interview and it's really important because sometimes and some customers might on the outside think that social media is an easier, more automated way of generating more traffic and leads when you can't forget that the word social is actually in the word social media. And if you're not authentic and you're a robot or you have somebody from Fiverr doing all of your posts and you're not you're not interacting with people, you're not going to get an ROI on social media. It takes work, it takes skill, and it takes a plan. And that's what Melinda and I discussed during this interview. So it's very, very, very valuable for everyone. Before we dive into that, of course, I have to assign it a letter of the click technique. For those that don't know what the click technique is, make sure you check out theclicktechnique.com. There is a free five-day crash course where you can learn all of my secrets for generating traffic and leads. And it's the process that we do here right at trafficandleads.com for all of our customers if they do not have a strong foundation for their online marketing. You have to have a strong foundation for online marketing in order to generate traffic and leads, in order to have successful webinars and in order to actually make money digital marketing. So make sure that you go check that out at theclicktechnique.com. So today's interview falls under C for curiosity. So people aren't going to come to your website. They're not going to interact with you. They're not, Google's not going to rank you. Uh, nothing's going to happen if you don't create curiosity. People have to be curious enough to come to your website. And once they come to your website, then we can implement the rest of the click technique and actually get them to become clients of yours. So today is C for curiosity. It all starts with content, folks. And uh, you have to be authentic with your content. And that's where Melinda comes in. So a quick commercial before we dive into the interview. I am One Click Lindsay with trafficandleads.com. We provide at Traffic and Leads online marketing solutions. So everything from SEO to pay-per-click to landing pages to email sequences, anything you need to drive traffic and leads for your small business, we do here at trafficandleads.com. And we're really good at it. I have experts in pay-per-click, experts in copywriting, experts in Facebook ads, all of those things. We can create a package for you that can create a digital marketing plan for your company and implement that. Or we can do little pieces like if you're just not comfortable with hosting a webinar and you want some backup for that, we can do that. And it doesn't really matter what software you're in. We are actually really good at so many things. We know like five or six different pieces of webinar software. 
this is not a problem. This is our expertise and what we have been doing and what I have personally been doing for the last 12 years. So again, if your business is struggling to get more traffic and leads, make sure you reach out to trafficandleads.com. Or of course, you can always check me out at oneclicklindsay.com. So let's dive into this interview with Melinda. Welcome to the show. Lindsay, it's great to be with you today. Yes. So you are the owner and founder CEO of Verifeed. Can you tell us a little bit about what you do over there at Verifeed? Absolutely. You could think of us as social media 3.0. Ooh. You know, yeah. I mean, it used to be that people just went out on social media and blasted messages out um, to the crowd. And that's mostly what most companies do. And it's the equivalent of standing on a street corner and just talking at anybody walking by, you know, whether they care about you or not. And we think that is so scattershot and actually irritating for most people. In True. fact, they regard a lot of those messages as spam. It makes much more sense to use technology as we do to really understand people from what they're sharing in their everyday social conversations with each other to ascertain whether or not they're likely to be interested in your product or service. We can tell all kinds of things with our algorithms, um, you know, just about people's interests, their hobbies, their needs, habits, you know, sentiment about things to the point of even being able to infer their intent to purchase something. And by listening to them, um, they are more likely to listen to you. Um, because first of all, you're not wasting your time or your money talking to people who will never buy. You're focusing on people who already are really essentially indicating that they're interested. Um, and in listening to them, you can aim a message that's actually going to resonate. You know, it's actually going to mean something to them and get into a conversation with them, engage them on a much deeper level to create the kind of relationship that turns them into happy customers and better yet, raving influencers on your behalf. So that is what Verifeed is and does for all Wow. So is it a piece of, when you say your algorithm, is it a piece of software or is it a strategy? What, what is it? You know, that's a great question. I get asked that a lot because we're kind of a hybrid animal. I guess we're a tech-enabled service. Um, originally, I set out to build Verifeed as a classic SaaS company, you know, just dashboard, platform, all of that, you know, do it yourself. And what we found is that things that we understood, um, how to, you know, use all our technology to find customers and do all that kind of stuff, um, other people didn't. And it wasn't necessarily even that they didn't understand. They didn't really have time. I mean, who wanted to play around with big data sets and create all these Boolean searches and do all this sort of human stuff to make the algorithms work like really well? Moreover, once we were providing customer, like lists of pre-qualified customers and influencers to people, a lot of our clients didn't really know what to do um, with all that data. And so we learned in the marketplace pretty quickly that it was a combination to be most effective. It was a combination of our strategy and our human creativity and our technology. 
So we're really a tech-enabled service. So what So what does that look like? So do I have a dashboard and everything? Or what does that look like? If I sign on, then what happens? If you sign on right now to Verifeed, what happens is we do a very deep dive, almost kind of a little consultancy, right? We do a really deep dive to figure out and learn a lot about your business and your mission and what you're hoping to achieve, who your customers are now, um, a whole series of things. So we'll, and we'll also do a social media assessment. We'll look at how you're doing relative to your competitors. And of course, we'll use our technology for that. We have a score for it called your return on authenticity. And I'll describe that in a moment. But we're scoring a whole bunch of different things um, and, and looking really where um, a company is leaving value on the table, where they could be doing better, where they're doing well, how they're, how they're doing relative to their competitors, all that sort of stuff. And then the next phase of it really is we go and we find you, your customers, you know, it's really kind of lead gen and we find the people who are the most influential that if you engage these people, you'd get a big multiplier, you know, on your social media. Then we create the strategy for how you actually engage with all of those people so you can get a really viral lift. Like we once, um, for example, found and engaged 10 women who drove more than 9 million to an Amazon shopping cart. So that's what we do. Like we're really turning social media from a cost center into a profits center because all the tweets and posts and pins and everything in the world, shares, hearts, likes, don't mean anything unless they really translate directly into your bottom line. So we work with companies to be able to deliver that. So at this time, I mean, we have our own dashboard, obviously, to be able to operate our platform and we create reports and then we do a lot of done for you type stuff as well. So when we create the playbook or the strategy, we'll create messaging strategy and we'll essentially map out, you know, what message goes to what person. So at what time? So it's really like the right message to the right person at the right time for the right reason for the right result. And then of course we use our social listening technology to really monitor how well you are doing. And that's where Verifeed is right now. And what's really exciting where we'll be next year is we're developing, we're using artificial intelligence to create a mobile app that does get us right back into that original kind of SaaS um, a place where we originally set out to be, where the technology is advanced to the point where we can do this. And you think of it really as a predictive social media Alexa in your pocket that um, will start to write messages for you, get those messages to the right people that are already pre-qualified. Um, you know, so it takes, uh, it takes uh, social media to a whole other level and it will automate a lot of the stuff we're doing right now for our customers. Wow. That sounds really powerful. That's pretty awesome. So you're saying you will, so are you finding influencers or are you finding customers? Both, both. In fact, what's really cool <laughs> is where you find customers who just by virtue of two things, that they're, they love you, right? And they, they're really enthusiastic, like they're evangelistic about your product or service. Um, and turn those people into influencers, reward them, make them feel really special. We find that the type of influencers um, that we use and use best are just regular everyday people. We're not paying an influencer. We're not a celebrity agency. We don't do any of that. We're really just finding people that we can understand from how they interact with their friends on an everyday basis on social media. Some people are just really active and really influential. There's some people that are just 
everyone else follows. They're like, yeah, oh, you know, so-and-so's doing Zumba. Well, I'm going to do Zumba too. You know, it's like that. So we call them everyday influencers. And often there is an overlap between um, those people who are influential and also customers. Other influencers could be bloggers or, you know, media people because there are different reasons to engage different people. You may want to engage a journalist because you can get a lot of earned media uplift and create a nice feedback loop um, around that. So say, for instance, you cultivate a relationship with a journalist, that journalist in turn, you know, writes about, about you. And then that article comes out again, which spurs further conversation and on and on and on and on, right? So there's lots of different ways to use influence. Wow. Okay. So I like the return off on authenticity score. Can you tell? Hard, I know. Right, I butchered that completely. Right. I can't. Sometimes, like, honestly, I can't say it sometimes, too. It's too long a word. I butchered it. <laughs> so we'll just call it ROA, you know, kind of like for ROI, yes. except it's ROA. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so tell us. It's a little bit easier to remember. Tell us a little but, bit about But it's funny. Yeah, so we stumbled on this um, because when we were analyzing all these millions of social conversations, because it really is a big data platform, you know, so when we're analyzing all these conversations, we noticed that um, brands and businesses that were really authentically engaging with their customers, you know, like really personal, taking time to care, asking their customers or just regular people, just questions and just being real, you know, like really talking like in a human voice, not kind of hiding behind like a faceless brand Mm -hmm. logo. Yeah. Like just really profoundly not corporate, Um, a lot more mission focused, a lot more about the why and really putting their customers First, you know, talking about how to be helpful to customers rather than me, 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 right? So there was a whole bunch of things that went into our definition of authenticity. But but suffice to say that brands and businesses that were doing that well um, were really doing so much better than their competitors on, on just about every metric, you know, um, social or just in terms of their earnings, if they were quoted companies or, you know, on so many different levels. And so we thought, wow, that's interesting. Let's re- reverse engineer that and create a score that and a methodology to help people increase their ROA. So it's a whole series of algorithms. It's basically a, a percentage out of 100, like if you've got like 80% or higher, you're kind of crushing it. Um, most clients that we have start out at about 20 to 40% in terms of their ROA score. Um, and we work with them to get that score up higher. And it's not just the authenticity. It's the fact that there's a return on that authenticity. So really where we're going with that suite of algorithms is to help people tie their social media efforts back to their actual bottom line, like their traffic, conversions, revenue, earnings, um, and even the valuation of their company. Mm, wow. So you're, the whole purpose I'm, I'm understanding of your company is, well, part of the purpose is we put stuff out there and it's all me, 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 but you're saying to be more productive on social media, you have to be more authentic. So does that mean your company writes authentic messages then? It, yeah, it means you talk like a human being. And you engage with other people in convert, kind of like we're, we're having right now. We're having a conversation mm-hmm. right now. That's what works really well on social media. Um, um, because, you know, I was on a podcast the other week and I was talking about how we don't really sell B2C anymore. Like, you know, the business used to have all the control and would sell to the consumer and the consumer would choose whether or not to buy. And that's like B2C, mm-hmm. right? 
Now it's different. It's C to B. <laughs> Everything has changed around. The consumer has all the power. They're inundated with more information than ever before. They have very limited trust in any organization, corporation, company, government, journalist, anybody. I mean, really, like just don't trust anybody. This is a trend that's really driven by millennials, but really is true of all generations. And in this kind of C2B world, we've also all been trained by companies like Amazon to expect a really personalized connection. We expect the technology, we expect the brand or the business to know mm -hmm. us. And if they don't, we get kind of pissed off or we think they don't care. Um, and, and so it's a really interesting trend that has happened very, very quickly. I think there's a lot of brands and businesses that don't really understand how significant that actually is. Um, so consumers, you know, they, they, they are more likely, there's a great stat about this, we're 92% more likely to trust a regular person like us um, when deciding what to purchase um, than a brand or a business. And moreover, um, that stat relates specifically to social media. So 92% of us trust, right, another person like us on social media to influence what we purchase. And so that's why the influencer piece is so important. That's why it's so important turning your customers into evangelists on social media, because that's really what's going to guide them to to you i mean to mm -hmm. your brand or business um because you're de demonstrating daily that like you care about them personally so what's your advice for people that aren't necessarily going with your company but as we go out and we're posting on social media what what are your biggest pieces of advice yeah well like first of all and this is true for any business i mean you know know who your customer is you know, people talk about their customer avatar or whatever, but really know them, listen to them, try and understand them as people, um, you know, follow social conversations where your customers are, figure out who your customers, your existing customers are on social um, and watch them, listen to them. You know, that would be the first thing because there's going to be a lot of clues there in terms of what messages are going to resonate with them or not. Um, but get to know them. It's it's amazing how many companies concentrate only mm -hmm. on collecting email addresses, but not knowing the social mm -hmm. profiles of their customers, not building their their social list. Because email is great. It's like one-on-one, -on -one and that's awesome. But social media has a network effect. People are there. Email rates, open rates are declining, unsubscribes are increasing, you know, all of that. So it makes sense to really know who your people are on social and just listen to them. And then the other thing I would say is just act like, like a human being, you know, ask people questions, you know, get to know them. It, it's kind of like um, the best advice I could give is like act like you would when you're making a friend in real life right? Like you're trying to figure mm -hmm, out between mm -hmm. you whether you have anything in common. People are sort of like asking like, hey, where are you from? Oh, hey, oh, that's, that's really cool that you're interested in that. I used to play soccer when I was a kid too. You know, like it's, it's those sorts of things, trying to find common ground. And that, of course, is what the old style, you know, say if you're selling um, like enterprise software or like you're selling something like B2B that requires a big relationship sale, it's almost more like that. It's like that, uh, you know, seven to 12 touches before enough trust 
is really built that somebody wants to buy from you. And um, when you make people feel really special on social, the added benefit is that they feel so special and they feel so flattered. They share that, how you're treating them with all their friends. And that's why you can build brand buzz, you know, a lot faster this way if you're really strategic. And I like that. So it. what's your advice? So you said, make sure you get the right message to the right people. So if we're being authentic and we're, we're not being all businessy and we're being ourselves on social, then how, what's your biggest pieces of advice for getting that message out to the people who will actually like be your, you know, your raving fans? Yeah. Well, just follow them. Say, for instance, you know, um, you know, say you sell, I don't know, um, I don't know, okay. vitamin supplements or something like that. Right. And say, say those vitamin supplements are holistic, you know, they're, they're, um, you know, uh, it, it's, they're, they're, uh, you know, na all natural or non GMO or stuff like that. I would go and look at conversations that are going on on like Twitter and Facebook and elsewhere about people who are already talking about looking for a good supplement or, or non-GMO, or maybe they shop at Whole Foods or, or that kind of yeah, stuff, right? Join Facebook groups and LinkedIn groups. Yeah. And just seeing who's talking about the exact value that you provide. Like say if your big differentiator is that your, your supplement is non-GMO, like just to keep it really simple, look for all the people who are talking about like looking for non-GMO products. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Okay. Now there's going to be different ones. They're, they're going to be in different locations. Some will be men, some will be women. Like, you know, I mean, they'll, they'll have, you know, different, they'll, they'll be different. So what you would say to a 50 year old man is different than what you're going to say to a 20 year old woman, right? Because you want to relate that message to who they are and their context, what's going on in their lives, why they need a non GMO supplement, that kind of thing. Right. Mm -hmm. It's just um, really trying to find connection common ground um, like at, at the end of the day. So, you know, it, it's just, you're, you're doing the same things that humans do to make friends, to develop relationships, to network, to do all those things. It's just that you're doing it on social media. There's no real difference in that case. And then there's a whole bunch of steps. We take people through a step. It's usually like seven to 12 steps to get to the point where there's enough of a rapport or a bond where you can actually do a call to action to a shopping cart. But, you know, you're escalating up the calls to action, like until you get to that point. So the first call to action, you know, it might not even be that. It might just be, hey, thanks. I really liked what you shared or like uh -huh. following, following that person or friending them or like, you know, you know, giving them a heart <laughs> or, yeah. you know, the equivalent. Right. D you know, depending on the platform. Um, and then and then actually actively sharing something with a comment then asking them a question like, Hey, how did you get interested in, in such and such? Oh, that's cool. And you get them in a conversation, you know, um, well, would you be interested in trying like this? You know, so it, it, it depends on the circumstance, um, obviously. Um, but that's really but it's essentially having real life conversations. It is. Yes. Not it being is. a bot. Right. So how and, do you automate that? I mean, Sure. I could be out on social media all day as the owner of my company, but to even like outsource that to have authentic conversations, that seems yeah. like a big stretch. 
it's a really big stretch for so many people because like not everybody is Gary Vaynerchuk you know like it's like he lives and breathes social media 24 7 and most people have other stuff honestly they have to do you know like to run their business other parts of their business they have to run and uh, you know they, and, and there's life you know there's kids and dogs and like having some time off and sleep and all that stuff right yeah, so yeah yeah like of course nobody can do that and so that's one of the reasons why we focus on on working smart so this comes back to the targeting so if you interact really meaningful with 10 people that you know by their um are going to influence many many more that's a smart way to go because it's manageable so you pick uh-huh. 10 and this is why we do the influence scoring right because we'll just look at an everyday person and we'll see how far and wide their tweets or their posts actually go just by virtue of their personality their activity how much they're trusted by other people i mean and and you can really just with regular people you can really see a difference um and then you work smart you know you you have a list of we usually start with the the most influential we start with 10 and then another 10 the following week like that but but you do raise a really important point and this is why we're using the artificial intelligence to start to get to know one of the things that artificial intelligence can do which is really interesting is that it can get to know your voice so you as right and so like the types of messages and it can be set for okay so these types of people say women between 25 and 35 who are really into yoga and live in california right send them this message at this time of day because you know when they're mostly on you know like that um and obviously with a human override like because i think artificial intelligence is still so much at its early days that that things can go awry so we will definitely like as this app launches we're gonna have a human override but it gets to know the point of ai is it gets to know you over time and and you can load it with lots of rules Um, and set it up so it just gets to know you and then on the other side um, is what we're doing now which is just really using the similar technology as machine learning um, which is kind of like a type of AI um, and lots of classification and, and clustering and natural language processing algorithms to really understand and qualify who are your potential customers and who are your potential influencers um, and then getting to know them so that we know what kind of message is likely to resonate with them. I know it sounds complicated, but it's actually pretty straightforward. It's just the right message, right person, right time. Yeah. I mean, it, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, but, um, yeah, I can't wait to see the app. It sounds pretty awesome. It is pretty awesome. And then the coolest thing about the app is that we're actually building it by working with real life customers. And I think we could build it as a lot of people, technology entrepreneurs do, where you have this kind of hypothesis and you go off and you build it thinking everybody will come. And like, I've made, I'm a serial entrepreneur. I've made that mistake before. (laughs) I don't want to make it again. And so um, I really like working with paying customers where we're doing this in a human way and we're proving that it works day in, day out, right? Because we do exactly what the app's going to do. The difference is it's just, you know, it's a mix of technology and human humans um, and much more kind of hand-holding, consulting, that kind of thing, which I think is good because you still have a lot of education 
that has to happen all around. Mm -hmm. Um, and that improves the technology. Um, and, um, also we learn a lot from our customers as Mm -hmm. much as they learn from us, which is the right way to go. I think, especially when you're innovating something. Yeah. Wow. Super cool. And you said that was going to be out at the first of the year. Is that what you said? Not the first of the year. Exactly. I mean, we're hoping that we'll have like a beta, um, out in the spring and we'll be doing some, you know, pretty, you know, use our customers and some folks that we're going to have an offer like an early January, mm-hmm. um, to bring people into the fold as users, beta testers, um, because we need as many people as possible using it to improve the AI. <laughs> so, we'll have a special, yeah. so yeah, so we'll have a special offer for the folks who really want to, you know, be kind of early adopters of this. So we're excited about that. And then in the meantime, you know, we're just taking people through this process with in with and as we continue to advance the technology, you know, it gets more and more interesting. But you know what? It's worked really well. We've like wildly increased the profitability and the earnings of all the companies we work with. Wow. And so we're really so we're really happy about our track record. Because that's what really matters. Like all this stuff is nice. It's a nice to have unless it actually results in getting you more customers, getting you more revenue, kind of um, helping you understand your customers better so you can serve them better. So that's really our focus and that's our bread and butter and what we do. That makes sense. So what is your what is your typical response? I get this all the time that there is no return on investment for social media marketing. What What's your typical response for, for that statement? Yeah, well, because people aren't doing it right. Yeah, yeah. I mean, mean, it doesn't work if you. There is no return if you just like literally like if you go out there like speakers corner in London and just shout at people. um, Yeah, like that's not going to work. And if it's just guesswork, it's not going to work either. I mean, because you're just literally, it's like you're licking your. I'm sort of mixing my metaphors. I'm sorry, but it's kind (laughs) of like you're licking your. You're licking your finger and sticking it up in the wind and just sort of hoping. That somebody will like, and that's just not, it just doesn't, it doesn't work. And I understand it because honestly, you know, I know this as a founder of a company, you want to grow your business as fast as possible. So the temptation is to do the thing that you perceive is going to get you there faster. So you're more likely to want like to just cut corners, just get it out there, you know, broadcast your message out, you know, come on down, buy this. It's awesome. Um, it's just that that doesn't work, mm-hmm. sadly. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I love mean, it. Right? I love it. Um, all right. So I've t- I can't even believe this interview is nearly over. So before, yeah, like that was, you gave <laughs> us a ton of info there. A lot. You gave us a ton of info there. But before we go, Melinda, I'm going to turn the time back over to you. Tell anyone what you, what you want us to know, how to find you, and if there was anything I didn't ask you that you wanted to make sure everyone knew. So the time is yours. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I have like a, a special offer for everybody who is listening. Um, I, you know, just ahead of launching this, I'm doing um, a group right now where I'm working with with a select group of entrepreneurs or innovators or business owners who really want to use this technology to increase their thought leadership because we found that the more influential the business owner is on social on a personal level, um, the better their company does. Mm. 
And so I am in the process now of qualifying. I can probably work with only about 25 people, like really getting a lot of use of my time and my expertise. Like I will hold hands with everybody and do this for everybody and really get results. It's like a three month program. I'm really excited about it. So if people want to figure it, see if they are interested um, and want to apply, they can go to see if the, you know, if they, if it works for them as well as for me, we have like a qualification process um, and they can go to verifiedcom slash apply. I'm going to have that link like up like in the next day or so, certainly in time for your mm-hmm. podcast. Awesome. That sounds really, really amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on the show today. It's been really awesome. Great. Thank you. A lot of fun. I always like to talk about all this. Obviously. Yeah, yeah, it's great. <laughs> uh, well, thank you. All right. Thanks, Lindsay. Pleasure is mine. There you have it, folks. What a great interview we had with Melinda. I'm so glad she was able to come on the show today. So don't forget that the word social is in the word social media. You cannot just be blah out there. You have to catch people's attention. You have to be social and you have to like dig in and have these conversations in order for your social media to have a return on your investment. So check out Melinda over at VeraFeed. Check us out at the trafficandleadspodcast.com. And if you like this episode or you like this podcast, which I hope you do, then please, if you could tell at least one friend about it, that would be great. Or you could also leave us a, a review out on our Facebook page or on iTunes or Stitcher or wherever you listen to your podcast, that would be super cool as well. So until next time, this is One Click Lindsay with TrafficAndLeads.com, where the solution to your slow growth is just one click away. <laughs>